Running my race, running my race till I'm one of the all-time greats. Skate, running my race, running my race till I'm one of the all-time greats. Wait, wait, wait. Running my race, running my race till I'm one of the all-time greats. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Paradisos, where if you change your thoughts, you can change the world. That is right. That is right. My name is Dennis. For those of you who don't know, who are joining us for the first time, and today I have a very special guest. I have a Adam Ravat, uh, a.k.a. Mr. 100,000 a day. I mean, what a name, what a name. So let's jump right into it. Can you start by telling us a little bit about your background prior to your Amazon empire that you're building? Um, yeah, so uh, essentially I started my career um, doing capital markets and mergers and acquisitions um, uh, on Wall Street um, as an attorney. Um, you know, it, it's quite a grind. Um, you know, we've been working 12, 14, 16 hours a day, sometimes more. Uh, very few weekends off, and uh, I did that for about two years um, until the point where, um, you know, I had read a book called The 4-Hour Workweek and essentially showed me how to outsource everything. And using the principles in that book, I, I created a website um, uh, based on my security cam, based on my security camera and knowledge. So I had some background in security cameras. And I use the I use the information from that book to identify sales that were happening on eBay. This is back in 2009, before even Amazon was big or anything like that. So I identified items that were being sold uh, in China from people in China that were not being sold in the United. And these were specific Chinese brands. So what I would do is I would approach the Chinese brand and say, "Hey, I'm in the U.S. I can." Um, you know, be your sales and marketing arm for your company. Will you re let me register your name US? And, you know, a couple of them said yes. And the one that took off was the security camera. So I, you know, I also had a background in uh, um, during high school, you know, whenever I was making websites, trying to, you know, get that pay-per-click revenue. Um, and I put all of that, you know, I put all that on hold when I went to college and started my job. But all of this information was up there and it all came back, you know, at that moment. So I would get with these Chinese companies, register their U.S. domain, do the SEO to appear on the top results and then sell their products, starting first on eBay. Um, then on the, on my own website, which would be, you know, the, the name of the company us. And eventually when Amazon, you know, when Amazon, the rise of Amazon came, then we, you know, it was everything just totally changed. That's when things went exponential. When Amazon started taking over electronics, the online electronics sales, that's when things really started to skyrocket. And that happened, um, right about my, towards the end of the second year of my law firm. So that's when I left the law firm, um, you know, I when I when I started the business, um, within within three months of starting uh, selling these security cameras online, I was earning double my salary at the law firm. But I didn't quit just yet because I had gone to you know my whole life I'd worked so hard, studied so hard, went to law school, got this amazing job. You know, it was uh, over a, I was like one hundred sixty thousand dollars a year mm -hmm. salary job. 
Um, and so I wasn't going to throw that all away just for some online business that I just created. So I right. carried on with the law firm for another year. Um, doing this business, uh, I would work, come home at like, you know, 10, 11, 12, and then I would do this business until three. And it got to the point where, you know, my wife was like, and I got married during that time. And my wife was like, this is not going to work. You need to choose one, you, you know? And so the opportunity was, was, was obviously clear that I had to choose a business. So I, I ended up quitting the law firm, leaving New York, moving down here to Houston, Texas. Um, and going with that, you know, the e-commerce, um, Amazon business full-time, um, during our, my first year, um, we had about 700,000 revenue. Um, the second year went to, and the third full-time went to, uh, and the way that we did that was that we got an exclusive contract with the Chinese company. So. When we first started, we we were I was with the third distributor of this camera in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but over a two-year period, there ended up being an, over 100 other distributors competing with me. And the way that I was able to defeat the competition was through coming up through the keywords on Google um, and on Amazon. So knowing how to, to work the keywords and also um, the tech supports. So I was able to provide exclusive tech support to all my customers um, through the outsourcing method. So I had call centers set up overseas and I would help assist every customer on the telephone and set up these cameras. Now back in 2010, 11, there, there wasn't you know any plug and play. If you wanted to set up security cameras, you had to do port forwarding, it was complicated. And so the technical support was very important at that time. So using that competitive advantage, when people would buy a camera from an, the same brand, but they'd buy it from another, they would end up calling me for tech support because when they searched online, my website was coming up first. Right. I was the official U.S. you know, distributor. Even though I wasn't exclusive, I was still the one coming up first. So when they call me, I'd say, hey, I'd love to help you, but you didn't buy from me. You know, if you just go ahead and buy a camera from me and, and you know, in the future, carry on buying from me, then I will continue to provide support for you. And so over time, we ended up naturally taking like 70% of the market. And then the, when I went to the manufacturer and I, I went to the manufacturer and I basically um, negotiated an exclusive model. So I, I came up with a new housing design and said, I want to be the only one that can, that, can, that can produce and sell this exclusive design. The internals were the, were the same. It had, it had a couple of features that were better, but you know, the majority of the features were the same. The primary difference was the, was the design. And that allowed me to basically create my own listing and have an exclusive model that I marketed as the best, as the best model. And that's what allowed my sales to, you know, skyrocket from about 3 million in that second year to about 24 million in the third. And then, you know, from there on, you know, the rest is history. We've just been constantly launching new brands. I'm running about 10 brands right now. Um, revenue continues to increase. Um, and, um, yeah, that was my prior to trading. That was what I did prior to trading. My goodness. So you said you left the corporate world to, to start this amazing, profitable, uh, Amazon business. Was it a scary decision for you? Uh, yes, it was, it was, um, you know, it was extremely, it wasn't not necessarily scary, but you know, it had to be a calculated risk, uh, in that, um, you know, working to get to that job and that position was basically everything I had done up until that point in my life was, you know, extremely dedicated to achieve that. So to throw that all away for a new business was, 
um, difficult. That's why I carried on for one year. You know, I actually worked at the law firm full time and ran this business on the side. And I actually had to call my parents down after the first few weeks and train my dad on how to take phone calls and my mom and how to do packages. And then that's when I started outsourcing, you know, as well, the, the, the various functions. And so, yeah, it was a bit of a challenge. It was a bit scary to, to take that plunge. Uh, so did you feel like you made it quote unquote when you became a millionaire? Um, you know, there, when I first, when I first left the job, I think I had like $20,000 in my bank account because I, um, you know, it had kept putting the money back into buying more inventory. Um, you know, so it, it was, you know, even when I became a millionaire on paper, it didn't really feel like that because I constantly, it's a, it's a very capital intensive business. Like every dollar that you get when you're doing Amazon, you don't, in the beginning, you don't have a lot of cash. It can be for many years because you want to grow. So every dollar you get, you buy more inventory. It, and, um, you know, in, in terms of feeling like I made, it's always the next level. Like, you know, you get to, you get maybe 60% to your goal. Like when I, when I finished law school, you know, my goal was, you know, I thought, okay, throughout my whole career, my whole life, you know, my plan was to make, I was probably calculating the salary of a partner. Maybe it would go to like $20 million. You know, once I started this business, my goals, you know, changed exponentially. So just making, you know, the, the, every time you get close to the goal, the goal gets set higher for me. So You never really have a, you know, that feeling like I made it now I can relax. If you have that mentality, it's game over for you. You right. know, you're either spiraling up or you're spiraling down. If, if you feel like you made it and now you can coast, it just doesn't work like that, you know, and you can for a while, like you can have sprints. Like I can do a sprint and work extremely hard for six to eight months and then take it easy for three or four months, you know, go to work late, go on vacation a lot, but I can't do that for a long time. Otherwise the business will start to, t- to deteriorate. Was there a point in time in your life where you sort of had to learn that the hard way or you just always naturally been that, you know, you can't sort of like stay still. I got to do something. Yeah, no, I've um, my whole life, like from as long as I can remember, I was always, you know, top of my class getting, you know, always had all A's. And when I would, I would if I would get a B, I would I was a kid, I would cry. If I got a B, I would be in tears and I would go to the teacher and be like, what did I do wrong? You know, I was like the super nerd um guy the whole time and uh you know this is just you know a continuation of my i i have a bit of an obsessive compulsion um in a way and and i've and i've learned to use that to my benefit you know i need things to be perfect i need things to be exactly how they need to be um in order for me to achieve my goals and um you know i'm sort of relentless in 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 getting things done that need to be done i mean absolutely agree uh, what is the difference between Amazon now than it was five years ago? Um, the difference between now and five. So five years ago, you could make money selling other people's brands. Now you cannot. Now that will get you banned from Amazon for the most part because brands and manufacturers, the trend now is factory direct. Manufacturers themselves are getting on Amazon. Um, and that's what's changed. Five years ago, Five years ago, I had a program. I we had a I had a whole team that we would just look for other brands to sell on Amazon. We spent all day long scouring Amazon, finding random brands, contacting them, saying, "Hey, we'd love to sell your product online." Blah blah blah. Here's the order for a thousand, and we could make money doing that all day long. Uh, nowadays, nobody wants to sell to you to do that, and really, you don't want to do that any either. 
You want to be selling your own brand. And that's what I learned the hard way. So my first, you know, my first, uh, until 2014, so from 2009 to 2014, I was primarily selling other people's brands. And my shift, my seismic shift happened. And that, to that totally changed everything. That's when you get a level of security. You know, if you're selling someone else's brand, you know, one day they'll just be like, hey, now we're going to start selling on Amazon. We don't right. need you anymore. And that was basically the reason why I had to launch my own brands because, you know, there's always the risk that at some point, maybe now or next year or five years, but at some point, the brand owner is going to realize that the game is on Amazon and that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't need you anymore. And so that's why you have to be the brand. I mean, absolutely. So um, you're also a sick trader from what I've seen on um the trading experts Instagram putting up fifty to a hundred thousand uh, dollar days. Uh, when did you first start investing? I first started investing in trading in the beginning, at the end of twenty sixteen, the beginning of uh, twenty seventeen. So I'm about doing this for about two and a half years. Um, yep, about two and a half years. So how much did you start with? Um, you mean starting capital? Yeah. My starting capital was um, approximately somewhere between two and three million dollars. <laughs> uh, did you blow up like uh, most new traders do? No, I did not. But I, um, you know, I, uh, I was my first, uh, my first year, uh, 2017. I was down a couple hundred thousand. Uh, so I think that's like, um, you know, a few per some percentage, like like 10 or 10 to 15 percent something like that um but no i did not blow up the account <laughs> so so how you know being down you know that much uh 10 percent even if it is only 10 percent for a two million dollar starting capital account yeah how, how were you able to overcome that that sort of agony of being down oh man that was a disaster that was a <laughs> That was a nightmare. It was a nightmare, man. I saw losing uh, the first time you lose $100,000 in one day. You're like, what the heck is going on? How is this even possible? And um, the thing is, like, I went up in 2017. I didn't, I, I had studied. Um, the first book I read was Security Analysis and The Intelligent Investor. I was a value investor um, and basically bought all these value stocks. Like, I think my first stock was Wells Fargo. Um, you know, and everything went well for the first six months or so, right? And it was, things were going up slowly. Everything was fine. And then all of a sudden, I think it was June 2017, there was some type of minor correction in tech stocks or something happened. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and I just lost so much so quickly. I just sold out and I was like, now I need to figure out, you know, what's going on. And that's when I went back to the books and really started studying. And it was around that time that I also discovered trading experts. So um, I was just going to get into trading experts like in the next two questions. But how did you grow your account to your first million? So how did you um, make your first how long? The, how did you grow your first million on your account? Well, so basically 2017, I was down maybe 10 or 15 percent. Um, and then 2018, I was up 20 percent. And so basically from, you know, from the middle of 2017, I essentially stopped trading for about three months and started studying. 
I took a whole bunch of course. I signed up for Timothy Sykes, you know, saw the Lamborghinis and the, you know, <laughs> everything on Instagram. I was like, oh, that looks like fun. And um, I signed up for him, did like a whole bunch of his videos. He doesn't really have a course. He uses a bunch of videos. I took a whole bunch of other courses, thousands of tens of thousands of dollars in courses. I did them all. And the really the best course was Trading Experts. Trading Experts was the one that really made sense. Um, you know, a lot of the other ones, like they wanted you to trade penny stocks and this and that. I just wasn't, I wasn't going to, wasn't going to do that. Trading experts was the one where, you know, I, I could understand the companies that I was trading, you know, and they were real companies. And this was the kind of trading that I wanted to do. And they had a very defined, uh, and the more I researched and the more I read, you know, trading experts is essentially an extension of the momentum trading of Jesse Livermore, Nicholas Darvis, um, you know, uh, O'Neill, Weinstein, Minervini, they're an extension. They're the, the, the next generation of momentum investors. And that's, that's where it's at. That's the strategy that, that I have chosen. That's the strategy that has proven successful, uh, for, you know, over a hundred years. And, uh, that's the strategy I'm sticking with. And, you know, it, it, there, you go through periods where, you know, the market's correcting and, um, you know, the strategy may not be working during those periods. And the key is during those periods is to not lose money, um, to maintain your capital. And what I believe to be the period about to be starting right about now in the last couple of weeks and right. going forward where we're breaking out into new highs um, and, you know, the risk on trade is coming back. This is the time when our strategy will shine. So this is what we've been waiting for. Like if you look at the S&P, it's been in a like one and a half year, you know, range facing out and there has been volatility contraction, you know, the um, the declines are getting shorter. And so we're seeing a very nice pattern setting and uh, we're looking for the IWM from the catch up at the catch up trade. And I think it's I think it's about to be game on here. I'm getting a very good feeling. I'm risk on now. I mean, when when Adam uh, Ravat speaks, guys, I think you guys should listen. I think we should all listen to this man right here. Uh, do you have a specific deadline for a million dollar day on Amazon? A million dollar day. <laughs> um, you know, my goals have tend to be to be incremental. So, you know, I have um, I have specific goals. So the thing about Amazon, it's like fishing, right? You want to have more poles out. You just want to get more and more poles. And it's kind of like trading and in anything in life, it's always a numbers game. You have a strike rate, you have a percentage rate that you will be successful. And you know that if you try 10 times, you'll be successful X amount of times. And then when those X amount of times will pay for all the failures plus more. Amazon is no different. You 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 have to release, if you think you're going to release one product and that that's going to be it and you're going to be on your way, no, that's not how it's going to be. You're going to have to release 10 products. And maybe out of those 10 products, if you're just starting out, maybe one or two will be successful. But guess what? Those one or two will pay for 100 products, 100 new tries. And you just keep going like that. So my goal now is to get to the point where I can release 20 to 40 products per month and, you know, get to, you know, get to the point where, you know, we're doing, we can get to a hundred million revenue a year. That's my, my current goal to get to a hundred million revenue a year on Amazon. Awesome. So what about in the market? Do you have a specific deadline for a million dollar day in the market? 
No, not <laughs> neither of that. I mean, my major goal in the market is to not lose money. Like the reason I started trading is because I had, a, you know, a bunch of cash sitting around that was not doing much. So I thought, okay, well, I can either invest it in, I can study and learn and research real estate, which I have been doing. And I have, you know, quite a few real estate investments as well. Um, or I could do the stock market and, you know, really learn that. And so it's maintenance of capital is a number one priority. Uh, and, uh, you know, my goal is to earn, to get an average of 20% annual returns continually. That is really the goal based on that, you know, honestly, if you can get 20% returns, you're I've been able to achieve that 20% annually. If you, if you, you can, you can do the math on that. If you start $3 million and you do 20% a year, you're going to be a billionaire in a couple right. decades. Uh, so, you know, that's my goal with trading. Just, you know, consistent, slow, steady, consistent, long-term 50-year goal, you know, 20-year goal. Um, you know, I haven't really set out trying to get, you know, specific um, a million dollar day. That would be nice. I'm sure it'll come one day. And um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. So how, how long did it take you, you know, while being in the market to actually understand that slow and steady actually wins, wins the race? You know, it was really it was really since, um, you know, being mentored by, you know, Shake um, and Ben and trading experts and really sitting in there and and understanding that was the first place I really learned how to trade and it finally become consistently profitable until I sat with those guys you know, read the shakedown, understood what they were doing, you know, uh, looking for those consolidations, looking for those uh, breakouts, those inside day breakouts, setting the risk, you know, risk management. Mm -hmm. And that was the point when I started to get consistently profitable. And, and it was from there that I went on to discover Livermore and Darvis and, you know, continue to develop my method. So my method now is not strictly trading experts. It's really a combination of all those authors I mentioned, um, but very, it's very, very close. Like I just have some, you know, more specific criteria um, that, uh, that I look for based on my studies. But you feel like that trading experts is a great foundation to start with. Absolutely. And it's the only chat room that I sit in. I don't sit in any other chat room besides trading experts. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely and no, and, and nobody, and there's only, I only know one other guy that, that calls it out like shake that. And that's why I'm there. <laughs> so what uh, would you consider your best trade today till, the, till this day? Oh man. I'm just, if I look at my trade sheet, I have like 600 trades here. I mean, <laughs> I think in terms of a stock, Amazon has been my most profitable stock. It just seems to, you know, it's it's the most forgiving. It you know when it when it consolidates, goes. I'd say Amazon, and I've traded Amazon dozens of times over the past you know two and a half years. So, what have you learned the most about trading? You know, such a successful stock. Um, so really to focus on, on, on earnings growth and, um, you know, and the, in the, essentially the trend, um, you know, I like to see the stocks that are basically in a five year uptrend. They have five years of 
consistently growing earnings and revenue. That is really the most successful trades are always where this company never really had a disaster. They never really, you know, major, you know, in the last five years. Um, that and that's really what it is. So try to find, try to trade companies that have been very consistent in earnings and sales growth for the past five years has always been a winner. It's the, the number one principle that I would say. Even if you just, you know, blindly bought companies that had that, you you probably would do better than breaking even. Right. Uh, what would you consider your um your worst single trade till this day? Worst single trade. I mean, it has to be some of those penny stocks that I traded in the beginning <laughs> and I had no idea what I was doing. And um, yeah, I mean, I tried to forget those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but can you learn from them? Are there are there any lessons in that in those trades? Yeah, I mean, the lessons are, you know, my advice would be to find a strategy that has proven itself and stick to it. Don't change strategies often. Find something, stick to it. Um, you know, try to find uh, strategies that work based on historical evidence. And, um, you know, that would be, that would be my advice. So basically like, you know, like trading experts say, you know, having that a plus game plan. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. Every, every trade, you must have it. You must have your game plan. You must know you're out always trade with a stop, um, and always trade with a risk multiple in mind, know your stop and your profit target. Make sure your profit target is, you know, a multiple of your stop loss, whatever that is, and stick to it. Don't change game plans midway through and just stick to it and be and be comfortable to take that loss. You know, trading in the zone mentions that be mentally prepared to take that loss even before you take the trade so that, you know, when the loss comes, it doesn't affect you so that you can carry on, you know, taking the setups as they come. So do you think that someone who who's who's new to trading, do you think that they have to go through that major hit, that major loss in their account to be able to have that mentality that you mentioned that, you know, you have to go into the trade, you know, expecting a loss? Yeah, I think that um, it depends on the person's level of you know, knowledge. Like you could learn, you could learn from the mistakes of others, you know, the hard, or you could learn the hard way by, by getting the hit yourself blowing up your account or losing so much that you stop trading and then you go back and, and start learning. I think it has to happen to everyone. Either you had good mentors who set you up with the right reading materials and knowledge beforehand, uh, and then you were safe, or you ended up having a major loss or blowing up your account, and then you ended up learning. I think I kind of got, you know, I got saved a little bit. I, I didn't blow up my account, but I lost a significant amount of money to the point where I knew I had to stop because I didn't know what I was doing and really learn and study before getting back into it. And ever since I, you know, ever since I um, studied the strategy and, you know, work with the game plan, you know, I haven't had more than a, a 4% drawdown since, you know, since that June 2019 I started. So my losses have been up um, and I mentally, mentally accepted, you know, those losses before I even take the trade. Absolutely. So to wrap things up um, here. So for someone just getting started selling on Amazon, uh, what have, what advice do you have for them? My advice for you, if you're selling on Amazon is uh, you, you should use data to, uh, you should use data to identify the path you proceed forward on and get educated. Um, you know, I would recommend uh, tools and trainings like Viral Launch, Helium 10, 
uh, and just spend some time on YouTube studying uh, studying those tools and how to use them, and then use those tools to get the information about which are the hot opportunities. Because on Amazon, you don't just want to start selling anything. You're going to lose money. You know, you need to sell that product which has a high opportunity and a high opportunity in the form of high sales volume in relation to the number of reviews. So to be successful as a new seller on Amazon, you need to target new products that have just came out. Like if Apple or Google just came out with a new device, it's a new size, or then like maybe there's an iPhone 12. You come out with a case, uh, iPhone 12 case. Nobody else has that. Everybody's starting from zero. Focus on stuff like that. Focus on new super hot items that uh, even people who have been on Amazon for a long time don't really have that much advantage over you. So that's what I would recommend if you're just starting out. And you mentioned some before, but uh, uh, what about for trading? Any advice for any new traders out there? Yeah, so spend some time researching and learning and really devising your strategy and be very clear on your game plans and your setups. I would recommend going through the, the trading experts course and the way that they teach you everything before they let you into alpha is exactly what they need to do. It ensures that you don't mess up. Uh, I would highly, highly, highly recommend that. It will save them a lot of money. Either they're going to they're they're pay for it, they're going to pay for it in their losses if they don't. And we, you know, as uh, yourself, I'm sure you don't want, you know, you don't uh, wish that on your worst enemy to go through such big losses to be able to understand that, you know, knowledge comes yeah. first and patience comes first. So, um, yeah, Adam, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time out of what I assume is a very busy day for you. I really appreciate it. And uh, I thank you for just giving all this amazing, amazing knowledge to everyone. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so, thank you. so guys, thank you for everyone who tuned in and listened to Adam and I speak about his amazing, amazing uh, journey that he's been on with uh, Amazon and with trading. Uh, don't forget to visit us on Instagram. That's Paradisos Podcast. Check out our website, www.paradisos.world and on Twitter, Paradisos 101. And until next time, God bless you all, my beautiful people. Peace.